0: Guys, a lot of reserve players, um, and I like that our sideline had a lot of energy from, um, you know, from the starters. And uh, I liked the, the stop at the end. I thought that was really good for our, our young guys. But obviously, there's some mistakes. That, that, that it's that way every game, and so we'll we'll look at it and, and see what we can improve on. But um, grateful we got the win, and, and uh, grateful we can keep building on this. And you got to buy next week, you know. So it's a still a work week for us, but. I know we can get some guys healthier without having to play a game next week. So 10 weeks in a row was that's pretty tough. But these guys handled it really well.
1: You recognized 14 players before the game, obviously the three seniors and then the 11 other guys. What was that like for you? That moment of recognizing their contributions?
0: Yeah, the, the three seniors, especially, you know, we, we know that this is it for them. Uh, and that's with Lopan, and and Sampson. But um, the others, is it's just kind of up in the air still on some of them, but I thought it was important that um, that if it is, if it is their last game that that uh, we recognize them and, and give them a chance to to do the senior walk at the end and, and go through the whole festivities and, and have them um, you know just if 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 some of them come back and great we'll do it again next year you know but I, I think for us is to make sure that we did it the, that we just did it just in case it was their last one I wish we could have done that with Zach. Last year, you know, and so um, I think we're always going to if there's a chance that they could leave, we're going to try to put them in that, that senior, um, you know, recognition uh, for them. So but I, I'm glad that, uh, you know, we'll have this, some discussion and see what's going to happen with uh, with those other um, guys. I think there's 11 others and we'll figure out what's best for them and and, um, and they'll go from there. But we just want to make sure that they get recognized just in case.
2: John and then Jay.
1: Kalani, one one of those younger guys you mentioned that got some meaningful reps in the second half today was Keanu Hill. Um, Had 92 yards and a touchdown, four catches, and then he blocked and recovered that punt in the end zone late in the fourth quarter. Uh, What can you say about the effort you saw from him and and his progression here late in the season?
0: You know, we... we, um... We knew he was something special. I, I I think it's just for him the opportunity to get at, get get there and on the field and play, and uh, he's shown uh, that he can do it throughout the season. Uh, we needed to rely on him a little bit more today, and uh, special teams wise, I think he he felt like he was gonna. He kept telling us he's gonna block one, and uh, you know Kyle Griffiths, who does a lot of our duties with with uh, our punt return, he and Fessy. I mean. Uh, Coach Griffiths made a deal that if they blocked one that he'd shave his head. So that's what they're doing in the locker room right now. Shave his head a little bit and, and anything to make our our graduate assistants um, embarrassed. That's what our players, I think that's a motivation for them. So Keanu wanted to see that done and that's why he got the block. But I think that was all that was there that he, we had to hurry up the punt and try to get it, the, the ball to Hobbs and have them um, block a little bit longer so that we can get a good return. And I thought, for the most part, Hobbs and Talmadge got in there and got some returns. They did a good job on the punt return phase, giving us a better field position. I thought their punter, he, he, he kicked the crap out of the ball, you know, did some really good things. Uh, I'm, I, I'm proud of uh, the way Rico punted, too. He pinned one deep for us. And so uh, that stuff doesn't go unnoticed when you have good punters. I think we wanted to just stress them a little bit and, and glad we were able to, to do some things and, and get some plays.
1: Hey, go ahead. have played 10 straight games. Give us a progress report. How do you think these guys are doing? And more importantly, are they continuing to improve as the season goes on?
0: Yeah, I think there's been a lot of um, changing lineups. You know, we've got, uh, you just have a bunch of guys that just got banged up and whether they're hundred um, percent or not, there's some people that just couldn't go and we had to fill in with, uh, with different starters, you know? And, and so, Looking at the depth chart, it doesn't look like today like it was back in, in August, you know. And so, But I, I thought the 10 weeks, our guys did a great job at coaching. I mean, our coaches did a great job at, at instructing our players. I thought our players really answered um, the call whenever their number was was up to, to be on the field. Uh, we can improve. There's, there's definitely a lot of room for improvement. But for the fact that we're a pretty young team and that we played like, a lot of young guys um, this season, and some of it was by choice but some of it was just forced because of injury um I think we're in a really good spot now uh 10 weeks in a row is not easy especially when you're playing a lot of the teams that we played and then the physical football that we we saw so um some of those guys will be able to recover and not having a game next weekend is going to be good for their recovery getting healthy we'll get some guys back but um there's there are some some guys that still need work and so um we're going to have the same mindset of getting better with those younger guys and some guys that have, um, you know, we're going to depend on them in, in the George Southern game. So they need to work and that's going to be, uh, that's going to be the focus. I think everybody's going to go through a little bit of a situational uh, recovery. Some guys need to practice uh, every rep and, and do some physical things next week. Other guys just need to get uh, polish up their, their technique and their fundamentals and, and um, mentally get better, but. Uh, don't need to see them do much on the field, so th- th- that's what we're gonna do next week.
1: When you retire, are you gonna be a band leader?
0: I was pretty good, huh? <laughs> I, I mean, I, I I'm not trying to brag about myself. I'm usually, I mean, I was I was surprised. I think it's just if I could keep a beat, you know. So I thought it was fun, but um, I had a, a good uh, moment before the season to interact with the band and um, to talk to them, and uh, it's been really fun uh, just being able to connect with them and see things that they do. I think uh, that that's that's a, a big part of what we uh, do here at BYU, just the whole experience of having them. And I just hope they, they know how much I appreciate them. And then uh, just the, in combination of that, it's the uh, how awesome was it to see the fans in the stands and packing the stands uh, for this FCS game. It meant a lot to our players, and I hope our fans know how much we love and appreciate them. And it wasn't just this game. It was the entire season. Um, you know, we're sad we're not playing at home anymore, but uh, it, it was really cool to have the fan support and the the, and the energy that the fans bring, the rock and uh, everyone is just, it's amazing. And I hope our fans, uh, Cougar Nation knows how much our players, our coaches, everyone in our program
1: really appreciate that. Thank you so much. Your last question from Jared. Connie, we didn't really talk about it but you're wearing the camouflage to recognize and honor the uh the military today for this game uh, what does that mean to you
0: yeah i just want to recognize the military and their um you know the, the, everything that they do for our lives the, the, the freedoms that we enjoy um the lifestyle that we have uh just we we can't show enough appreciation but if there's a way that we can recognize them i know college football is doing that uh, uh, next week. Uh, we don't have a game next week, so we wanted to do it early earlier. And so I think the, the more we can be mindful of, of the sacrifice that others, uh, make for us, uh, I think it's really important. And, um, I hope, I hope everyone out there that has loved ones in the military and, and, and those that have sacrificed, their time, their energy, and, and so, and many of them, their lives, I hope they know how much we love and appreciate that. So, um, it was good. I mean, I, I like wearing this, I, I was confused because I wasn't sure if it was going to be hot or cold or what was going on today and pretty warm day for November and I, I, I was really happy with it. So uh, camouflage is a little bit slimming, they tell me, so I should wear it more often.
1: <laughs> well, along those lines, Kalani, we've talked a lot just about how you want your guys to be well-rounded. Football is important, but so is school, so is social life, so are things like this, recognizing the military or recognizing the band. Do you see that passing on to those guys? Do you, do you see them embracing that that well-rounded mentality?
0: It's it's something that they teach me. I have a, a group of great young men that have tons of appreciation and gratitude for the fans, for everyone at BYU, for the faculty, staff, their coaches, the, for each other, and more importantly, for most importantly, is for their loved ones. And then uh, I think uh, playing the game is really really cool, but um the fact that they they do it with a lot of energy and and joy that that makes it all worthwhile for the people that have sacrificed for them but these young men are special they're they're, they're uh, special to me and to a lot of people and, and i'm just honored to coach them and and really happy that they teach me a lot of lessons they make me a better person so i enjoy doing this
3: connie it's uh, it's shep it's riley congratulations on the victory
0: what's up guys how you doing
3: we're doing good so did uh did we get a little glimpse on what your word calling is are you the uh are you the music uh like the the music chorister <laughs> out oh, with the band today
0: please no, no. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, that was fun but uh, it was because of my connection with the band I, I, it was it was really cool um we were able to connect earlier this year before the season and uh i'm, I'm honored that they asked me to do that and, and uh I, I just I can keep a beat. I don't know if I can uh, do other than that anything else than that, but I, it was a lot of fun.
3: What does a day like today? Well, I mean, we'll we'll get to the actual on the field stuff. But what does a day? It's the final game, you know, an opportunity to end the the home season at five and one, and to be able to send the seniors and possibly some others that you may or may not know about out on a right note. What does a day like today mean to you?
0: Yeah, it's good, and and, and the most important. Part of what happened today was that the fans were here, and they packed the house on uh, an FCS opponent, and um, it, it just meant a lot to our players. That, that 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 there was just a packed house. I mean, they've done that the entire season. They they uh, they brought su- such great energy and um, it's such a great vibe for us, and it's such a cool setting, you know. And um, I I think uh, I just I just hope the fans know how much. I appreciate it, but our, our whole program, every, all the players just really appreciate that, and, uh, man, they, they love the fans so much.
2: Yeah, the environment here was something to behold for sure. Um, Coach, I, as far as once the game got kicked off, seemed like you were executing on both sides, uh, uh, both sides of the ball on all cylinders. Uh, kept up with the trend through this season of starting fast it was t- it was something that uh, in years past the teams have struggled with what has been the emphasis or what's been the change to allow your guys to start so fast both offensively and defensively this year
0: well i think it's just uh, you know we have some young guys but it's the coaching allowing our players to play fast and not having to think too much and uh, i think sometimes we can get in the way of, uh coaching uh, coaches i mean like you know giving them too much to prepare for and uh, I think it comes down to just putting them in a position where they can have success. And a lot of times uh, when you're playing a lot of new guys, um, it comes down to just simplicity. And so I, I think we had some simple things happen out there and executed the right way. And, you know, we had a lot of new bodies on the field. I mean, Matt Crittle started for us at Strong Safety and did a great job um, filling in for a bunch of injured guys, you know, and, and, and uh, his moment was was now to shine. And he did a great job, got an interception, got some tackles, and, um, that's just one story, but there's a lot of guys that stepped up and and uh, Waiting for their their moment and they made it count, you know, so um, I think uh, overall just the 10th game Getting that win uh, that was such a huge relief for our guys, but uh, man They had so much fun doing it and I, I saw a lot of a lot of guys get better uh, Through the experience today, and, and I'm really proud of that
2: Yeah, you mentioned that simplicity and I thought that we had Jaron on the headset before you came on and I'm the touchdown drive where Puka caught the touchdown in the end zone. He actually caught the two balls previously. And I asked him what, uh, you know, what led there? Was it a defensive shift or did you a matchup? He goes, well, the corner was playing soft, so I kept going over there, which I thought was an extremely elegant answer uh, in its simplicity. But what is it like to have playmakers and guys like Jaron and Puka, and t- I mean, not just them two, but uh, but all the rest of the offense that are able to p- to play so fast and make such good decisions?
0: Yeah, I, I honestly thought that the, the guys were on top of it. I mean, it, it it sometimes you see guys this late in the season start to, to um, fall off a little bit in production, and I feel like our guys keep getting better and and they keep getting better and it keeps getting cleaner. Um, the thing that was frustrating to me were some of the mistakes. I, I get it, but that's coaches, you know. I think for the players though, I thought the decision making uh, by Jaron was was on point, you know, and he's been doing a great job at and making good decisions and being careful with the football and um, knowing whether to throw the RPO or, or, or give the run, knowing where to pull it, um, just all the things that he's done, uh, getting the offense set up, where to go with the ball, what's the safest throw. Um, and, and I, th- I thought uh, overall, I don't know what his numbers exactly were, but I, I thought he was pretty efficient for the Tw- most part. Just so you know, know
2: 20 for 25, two, uh, 298, and four TDs. And it was his highest efficiency rating
3: ever.
0: Yeah, and, and, and that's great for only playing the first half, you know, so that's yeah. that's good, and it was good to get Baylor out there and get some other guys some carries, you know. Um, you, you saw Jackson McChesney get out there, carry the ball a little bit, and um, it, it's just good to get a bunch of different bodies up there. We had a lot of guys uh, play some, some O-line and D-line, and uh, man, we rotated a bunch of guys, and I just like the way the defense ended the, the game. I know that they gained some yards and got down there in, in, in uh scoring position, but man, what a great way to stop it. And, and, and for those young guys, it's a great moment for them to learn. And I think this was a good moment for us. We wanted to have meaningful reps for for uh, some of our depth. And this was the moment in the second half where they could really shine and, and do some things. And, and we're playing our regular defense. And we weren't playing um, you know, just a van- uh, the vanilla generic defense. We were, we were doing our whole game plan. And uh, it was fun to see those guys really get better and take advantage of the experience.
3: Kalani, one more question before we take a break. Uh, we saw coming out of the second half, we saw Neil Pau in a boot and on crutches. Uh, is there any update? Do you know anything in terms of his status right now?
0: I don't think we know enough to um, uh, to to really make a statement other than we still have to evaluate it tomorrow and uh, even today just kind of see what's going on. But, yeah, I, I think, uh, you know, he, he couldn't even complete the senior walk that deal, so. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, but uh, I, I think until we know more, I, I'm i doing a press conference on Monday. Mm-hmm. I'll have a lot more information then. Okay, and Coach, it. it took 10
3: weeks, but you finally have a bye week. Uh, what's the plan? How are you planning on handling this? Uh,
0: some young guys need some work, and other guys, I mean, we all need the work, but I, I think it's going to be um, uh, trying to get better, trying to be more efficient because uh, you can't just take the time off. You know, we have to practice. So we're going to get some good practices next week. Um, but it all the intensity depends on who, on who you are. Uh, so I think a lot of young guys can, can learn from being physical, hitting and tackling. Uh, a lot of the older guys just got to get the timing right, stay fresh on everything that we're doing, fundamentally with offense, defense, and special teams. And then, um, you know, the only difference is that we're not going to play a game this Saturday. So I think our approach has to be very similar than what we do Every week and then not playing the game on Saturday will allow them to, to recover and, and, and um, you know, there's some guys that are, that are taking the extra time to get better. I think Gunnar Romney will be with us full time by the time we get to Georgia Southern week, maybe not next week as much. But for the most part, I think we're going to be we're getting some guys back. I, I wonder how many guys we're going to have banged out uh, up and not into this Georgia Southern game, but they'll at least have another week to, to recover.
2: Coach, this uh, today's November 6th, the second earliest date that BYU has had their final home game. Uh, there was a previous year where it ended even in October, October 29th. But uh, with all the festivities, I mean, be, the home game came to, or sorry, this t- today's game brought the home schedule to a close, but there's still three more games to play. How do, you, how do you make sure, especially going into a bye week, that you don't lose steam, you keep up momentum, you keep those dogs hungry, like they say?
0: Yeah, I think we just still keep going. We do our regular schedule. We get get to work, um, and and that that's the key. Get to work on Monday. I, I think we'll have a meeting and a lift and all those things, and and try to do as much as normal as we can, and then um, you know f- find some ways to to prep for our opponents, our future opponent, which is going to be Georgia Southern, and spend some extra time on that. But I think for the first. Uh, half of the week is going to be just getting getting our guys ready, and then we'll give them some time to rest over the weekend. Uh, but but the work has got to, got to carry on.
3: In a game that had a lot of bright spots, I thought one of the bright spots was Keanu Hill, and that brings us to our economic partner's valuable stat of the game. BYU's accounting program is nationally ranked, so it's no surprise. One of the nation's top business valuation firms is run by diehard BYU fans. Need a valuation for your business? Go to econpartners.com. And, Coach, something happened today that hadn't happened since 2004. It's been 17 years since BYU blocked a punt for a touchdown, and Keanu Hill did it. I thought he had a fantastic day today.
0: Yeah, I, I think, um, you know, they give a lot of credit to, to Kyle Griffiths and Fessy Sadake for the the, um, the game plan on punt return and, and Ed Lamb. Those guys saw something, and then Keanu, they challenged Keanu and uh, others on the punt punt return team to, to you know, put pressure on the on the punter to, to kick it, but also to uh, have the protection, be a little, take a little bit longer to get out and cover. And so, you saw some good returns from Hobbs and Tomage, and then you saw, uh, you know, the pressure. We were close a couple times, and um, Keanu, you know, we we practiced that. We we kind of kind of sensed that that was going to happen, and um, glad Keanu was able to get the block. I, I think, think he got the recovery too, right? Yep, so, he did. Uh, so that that's some skill right there. And, but he he was he was. He knew that that could be a possibility this game.
2: So, Coach, obviously, and you addressed this in your press conference, but there were uh, guys that whose eligibility will not run out that walked, and you explained how you just you'd hate to have a guy miss that opportunity. So, even if there's a possibility he might not be with the team next year, uh, you're gonna you're gonna honor him. But my question is this: How much is part of your culture for those guys, rather than the next level being a distraction, it's a motivator to perform in the present, to put out on tape for draft evaluators and scouts? Um, and, and then not only that, get, getting them, sending them beyond the program, but is how much is that part of the culture of recruiting? As you've had a couple of big wins, big recruiting wins announced this last week as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think the the key is um, there's some that that are going to try to go to the NFL and, and see if that's a possibility, and I'm I'm open for that, for those guys to have those conversations and to talk with their families and, and figure out what the best th- uh, path for them to be. Um, and, and and the decision doesn't have to be made now, but I thought it was just the smartest thing would be to give them, to honor them. I just wish we would have done it with Zach last year. I wish we have, could have done that for him because I think he deserved that. Um, and, you know, but the others, it's just there's also some guys that just are, are done. They they have job opportunities, they're graduated already, and they want to move on uh, with life. And, and they, 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 although I think they could play another year, I think they feel like it's, you know their experience has been fulfilled, but it's the guys that are still want to compete and, and want to continue on to the NFL. I think uh, the key will be for us to communicate with them well about where it's sitting. I mean, this is a big draft year, so there's, got, there's a lot more. Talking to the scouts, there's a lot more. Uh, there, there are way more prospects now available to be drafted, and so it's not like your ordinary draft where this is going to be. There's a, quite a few people that are coming out early as well, so um, it, it'll be interesting, but I think – The fact that our game, you know, our last home game was so early in the season, uh, I think it was was just one of those things where if if there's a question, let's just do it and play it safe and give them the respect and and, and the correct send-off. And then hopefully we can do it times two and get them another one next year.
2: So Kalani's telling us there's not just a log jam at the ports in Long Beach and Los Angeles. <laughs> <laughs> there's also one heading into the NFL as well. There Makes sense.
3: Is. Supply chain disruption hey. in every
2: industry. <laughs> anyway, Hey, there's
3: nothing wrong with the NFL paying a lot of attention to what's happening in Provo, and that's uh, certainly been the case over the last couple of years. That is increasing. And it's funny, Coach, that uh, that, that Riley asked you a question and, and um, had kind of forwarded into kind of what I was going to ask you. He it's interesting to me that everybody talks about culture and the culture that you have been able to grow here at BYU. I, my, one of my pregame segments uh, is called Shep Talk, and it's just my one-on-one with the player. And so after we get done talking with, uh, about football stuff, I always end it with four personality questions, and I ask, each year they change, but for an entire season, those four personality questions are all the same. So I ask each and every player the same questions, and the last one I asked this year was, what is the best thing about being a part of BYU football? And I have not had one person give their answer and not use one of two words, family and brotherhood. Every single person has used at least one of those two words to describe the culture and the thing that they love most about this BYU football program. What does that mean to you, and how have you been able to cultivate that type of culture here?
0: Well, I I think you you guys are giving me too much credit on that one, and I think we have really good people here. Um, I I, I am learning and getting better. You know, just in life, being here. And I think it's just something that uh, I want our guys to embrace, the whole experience, and uh, that's connecting with Cougar Nation, with all the fans, with everybody that's available. Uh, It's something special. You know, it's unique, and there's nothing like it. And you miss it when you leave. And so I want our players to to realize, and and they have gratitude. But the other thing is they're all raised the right way. They have great families and and great loved ones that – teach them the right way. And, and sometimes it just takes some reminding of why they're doing this and um, and, and, and trying to find ways to keep them humble and, and learning that service and sacrifice means a lot. And, and then that, that these guys, are all, they've been raised that way. And so it's just nice for me to just remind them of where they come from and why we do this, you know. And, and, and I know the game of football is really important, but uh, if there's a way that you can use it to help increase your faith and increase your testimony and, and, and find ways to be a better person through this game, this wonderful sport. And and at the same time, you get to connect with, with the best fans, the best people uh, that surrounds this university and, and the fan base. It's, it's amazing. So um, it, I think more than anything, I just let it thrive and keep, keep directing them to keep talking to the fans and hanging out with them. I mean, our, our players did not want to leave the field with all our fans that were still here, even at the end of the game. Um, they took forever to get into the locker room, and that's that's a huge compliment to the wonderful people that cheer for us.
3: Kalani, last thing before we let you go. I don't know how much you know of Georgia Southern. Obviously, it's still two weeks away, but uh, in- anything you know or can pass along to the fans on what to expect in that game?
0: Well, they got Clay Helton as their head that's coach, right. you know, that's and so right. I, I know that uh, he's on campus and he's working. I don't know exactly what his responsibilities are, or what he's w- what he's doing with the team, but... Uh, we're gonna go watch film now, and I think the whole focus was to be on Idaho State. Now we'll move on and, and work towards Georgia Southern, find ways to get healthy and get better as a team, fix the mistakes that we made, and, and learn from them, and try to minimize as many as we can from here on out. But uh, also understanding that everybody's trying their best, and and I think there's a, a positive, optimistic way to look at it, and, and help our guys get better.
3: Coach. Congratulations on the victory. Thank you for the time, as always. We'll let you go. Enjoy the bye week, and uh, we'll uh, we'll all be hearing from you next week and heading into the Georgia Southern game. Appreciate it.
0: Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. There we go. Thank you, BYU fans. Love you guys.